All right, let's read some Bible. Well, let me give you a thought first because it's a lot of uh, transition going on around me, which causes my life to transition. Uh, my mom uh, moved to California this weekend, so she's gone. My nephew's gone. My sister-in-law's gone. My brother's gone. So it's like, you know, we're transitioning to find out what does this stuff looks like? Look, what does it look like now? I'm also talking to a lot of people whose lives are transitioning. Tra transition is, is the process, um, the period of change, changing from one state or condition to another. All, right. All of our lives have been through transitions. Think how much transition that you've been through. And, and, and I learned transition, uh, um, actually, I kind of I learned how to kind of master it. Because I embrace it. Most people don't like it. Most people don't, they, some people, not most, but a lot of people like the, the, the mundane. The, the, I don't want any surprises. Just give me the day-to-day. -day. I'm not one of those. I actually like to shake things up a little bit. But I, I, I know that uh, uh, managing people on the job, when you have like 100 and some people you're responsible for, you, you learn that some people are better at doing something every day, and then some people need to move around a bit to keep their sanity. Amen. And so me and Mark, and Mark was one of my supervisors, we, we would always struggle with management because they, they would call me and they would go, Kenny, well, we, we got to do rotation. I want everybody rotating. And I'd be like, I'm not doing that. And right. they'll go, How, you, we pay you. You can't tell me what you're not doing. And, and, and I would like, let me tell you why, because some people who, you, you take some little old lady or, or, or who's just, she's good at this thing and now she's figured it out and now she's comfortable and you want her to jump every day to do something else, she'll, she'll lose her mind. She won't be able to function. And then you got this other group of people who you put them on the same thing every day, they're going to go crazy. So rotate them and leave the other people to me. Amen. But here's, here's the kicker. Look at my production numbers and compare them to everybody else's. I'm killing them. We kill everybody in production. When you really need something ran, you bring it to me. So why? Because I figured out some things about transition. One is that a lot of people don't like it. But let me tell you something. It's inevitable. Your life is going to change. So here it is. My life has changed drastically. And, and, and my family is, the dynamic of my family has changed and, 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 I, and I know how my family works, and, and I, know, I know what's going to be coming next. And so it's like you got, you got transitions that are anticipated. You know, you, you, you plan them. So it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're planning to take this new job, or you're planning. You know life's going to transition after that. Everybody say amen. Amen. You're planning to have a baby. You're, plan you're planning to get married. So you got those transitions that and you anticipate that life is going to be different on the other side but then you got the unexpected transitions that are a pain in the anal glands to be truthful <laughs> right right you got the unexpected ones that just come out of nowhere and it's like what is this think about think about your phone your life is different with one phone call amen life is totally different your life is different with one piece of mail or one letter from your job or one hospitalization in your life is totally different. So you got the unexpected ones that cause the pain. They, they're stressful. They're, they're painful. Expected ones still have this measure of pain and transition, but the unexpected ones are bad. You got the non-event transitions. It's the ones that it's kind of like you, you just, you just, 
It's kind of like not the death, but dealing with life after the death. Amen. Okay, it's, it's not the breakup. It's just the life that happens after the breakup. It's, so you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the process of, of letting life change. It's not just one event that changed it. The event might have changed it, but now it's the process afterwards. And then you got the sleepy transitions. They just sneak up on you and you, look, you go, man, I just lost 10 pounds. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and, and it's the ones that you kind of, you, you, life just kind of, you kind of feel yourself different. It's, it's kind of sneaky. It's no events. It's nothing like that. You just grow. You just have transitioned. It's kind of like planning to have a child and then becoming a parent. Amen. It takes transition to become a parent. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So having a child might be the event, but the sneaky thing comes that, and man, you're always better with your next child, I'm telling you. <laughs> First child, you're all nervous. You're trying to figure stuff out. You're kind of worried about things. You, 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 you got to have the right diapers. You got to, second child, you're like, I don't care. <laughs> Just put that on there heavy, all right? <laughs> First child get a stomach ache, you want to take them to the hospital. The second child get a stomach ache, you're like, hey, you'll be okay, shut up. <laughs> Go poop, you'll be fine, trust me. <laughs> See, you've transitioned. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But here's the thing with transition, I'm going to teach Bible in a minute. You, you, you have to be patient. You have, to, you have to keep thinking, not worrying. It's definitely a difference. Everybody say, man. You got to stay calm and you got to watch your attitude because transition stresses you out. Man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, and I'm, I'm not going to send this to my mom. <laughs> California stresses me out. Amen. It really does. It's like now we got this pipeline from Michigan to California, and it's going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It, it stresses me out. I was talking to my daughters yesterday, and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad your grandma's gone. It's just, at least she's there, and now that's done, and now we can start figuring out what this looks like. Because the process was driving me nuts. I got so sick of hearing about California, I got sick of going there. <laughs> and so now here, here it is, now we have to transition and figure this, this thing out. And I realized something, man, you gotta watch your attitude. Cause transitions stress you and it comes out in the way you're acting. Mm -hmm. And then I'm telling you the way you're acting could be a lack of faith. Amen. Because I realized something. God is going to figure it out. Yes, Lord. My favorite transition stories, everything's coming to mind right now. Stay with me. I got two in the Bible. How do you know that God is transitioning you or life is just transitioning? Well, sometimes your situation just dries up. Amen. And then you, you start to feel restless. You start to question stuff. You, you don't have the same attitude about it. You know how when you, it's time to switch jobs, that's how you feel, isn't it? You, you, you go in every day and you want to throw up, you know what I mean? It's, you, just, you, just, you just feel like this is just not right. It's like the grace is lifted. Amen. It's the story in the Bible where God, Elijah, God told Elijah to go hide by the brook, and then he had a bird who brought him meat and bread. I don't know what the bird was bringing him. I probably wouldn't have ate it, but anyway, <laughs> the bird was bringing him stuff. 
and the Bible says he drank from the brook because nobody else had water because it was a drought. And the Bible says that after a while, the brook had dried because there had been no rain. And, I, and God spoke to my heart and says, no, that's not why. It's Amen. because I dried it. Amen. Because I needed him to get up and go somewhere else. See, sometimes God moves you with uncomfortable feelings. Amen. You just get uncomfortable. You're like, man, I don't feel right. I just, man, I would go, I would pull into my job and man, I would hear them paging me from the parking lot. And I would just sit in my truck. And it was just, boo, Keenan Merritt up 2 0. Oh, I haven't even got in there yet. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm getting ready to walk in here. Everybody's got to do what I say. Right. <laughs> and I can't stand it. <laughs> and they pay me good. And I'm struggling. Yep. It's because it's like, man, I'm, my grace is gone. It's like it's drying up. I got to see, because this is why God allows things to dry in your life. So you won't argue as much. Amen. Because think about it, if everything is perfect and, and then God says, no, I want you, he, he goes, I want you to do something else. You're going to go, I'm not doing nothing else. I love where I'm at right now. So a <laughs> lot of times he'll allow you to lose your, your, your grace about it. You'll, you'll, you'll start to not love it as much. He'll, he'll start to bring little things into it that aggravate you. He, he might be drying it up because you need to go somewhere else. The next transition story is the lepers, the four lepers that are sitting at the gate. And it's a famine in, 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 the, in the city because this army has come and besieged the city. And, and the lepers were sitting there at the gate and they go, okay, listen, if we go back, we're going to die. But if we sit here and do nothing, we're going to die. So we need to go to the enemy's camp. Now, we might die there too. Yep. But that's the only choice we got. Amen. So what is it saying? Sometimes God will put you in a situation where you can't go back. There's nothing to go back to. Everybody say amen Amen. And I can't just sit here because if I just sit here, I'm going to die there too. I got to do something. So I got to get over the fear of the unknown. Amen. I got to take a risk. I got to see what's over the hill. I got to transition. Hallelujah. See, he puts you in a place where you have no choice. I can't go back. I can't stay here and do nothing. So I got to go. I got to attack it. I got to try it. Hallelujah. What's oh. over the hill? I don't know. But I'm going to find out. They said, we don't know what's going to happen. And the story concludes, they go to the camp in some kind of way. I'm off of Italian today. I'm just. <laughs> some kind of way, God causes the enemy to hear an army coming. And it's only four of them. And they ran and left everything for the lepers. <laughs> the lepers got there, they went, where's everybody at? Then everybody was gone. They left their food, their gold, their supplies, everything. And the lepers ended up saving the city because they transitioned. Amen. Because they weren't afraid of what was over the hill. People don't transition because they're scared. Mm -hmm. That's a good Bible. You can go home. Amen. <laughs> now let's read something. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. So, so let, me, let, me, let me read you some Bible. So I always got to read Bible so you'll think I know what I'm talking about. Come on. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. Listen, it doesn't matter how things start. You can have the roughest, bumpiest start in the world. It, it don't matter. Something completed is better than the beginning of something. So it's like, man, you don't worry about how all that, I tell people all the time. 
Forget about your past. All that matters is where you are right now and where you're going. Amen. That's all that matters. I don't care how rough the start was. I don't care how you messed up. I don't, God doesn't care. He's all into where you are. And you realize that your windshield is this big and your rearview mirror is that big. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your past is only to be glanced at, Amen. not focused on. Amen. That's good. You got to focus on where you're going, man. So don't, so my thing is, it's better to finish something than, you know, and then you know how it is at the beginning. You ever hear somebody who never accomplished anything, but they always got goals? <laughs> and they go, well, see, I'm getting ready to start this. I'm getting ready to start my business. And, I'm, and you're like, yeah, okay. See, the start is good, but you never finish. People start in God, but they don't finish. It's better to finish. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. I'm a good Bible teacher. I must say so myself. <laughs> and I'm saying that, this is why. Because I work hard to, to put this stuff in my system and say it in a way where everybody will get it. Amen. And my goal is only to try to help you. Everybody say amen to that one for me. Next verse. And patience is better than pride. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of it fools. It says, listen, and, and, and patience is better than pride, so you got to be patient. See, because, man, you're going to go through this boatload of emotion when things begin to change, when you're trying to figure stuff out and you don't know what you're going to do next week, and you, stuff is changing all around you. You just got a phone call. You just got a new, you just got a new job. You just got a new situation. Somebody's in the hospital. You got all these changes. So you have, to be, you have to be patient, not proud. Not, not try to attack this thing with your pride. I'm going to just figure it out. Or I'm going to just jump into this. No, you got to sit back and be patient. And you got to watch your attitude. Because it's affecting you and you don't realize it. Amen. But really it's your lack of belief that God is who he says he is. All right, all right. It says only fools get angry quickly and they hold a grudge. Man, you got to move on. You, do not be quick to quickly provoke your spirit for anger resides in a lap of fools. The literal text means you begin to hold grudges. You have to move on. You got to transition. Amen. You got to, people, how many people in your life has transitioned in and out? Right, right? It's like, man, some of it was abrupt, some of it was slowly. You, you know what transitions, you know when you, you can think, how, am I really transitioning? A couple things happen. One, people begin to ask you uncomfortable questions. And they begin to give you uncomfortable truths. Mm. You, you, somebody will come in and go, man, you know what? I don't even know why you do that. You're never happy. Mm. I don't know why you date this guy. All he does is make you miserable. Mm-hmm. See, see you, you're probably transitioning but, you're, you're, but see, your friends got to make it uncomfortable for you. <laughs> they got to give you this uncomfortable truth about the situation. Everybody say amen now. I know this is life in your face. It's like, you, 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 hey, you know what? You know that that's probably not the right thing to do. I'm talking about people who are mature now. I'm not talking about just anybody. Because sometimes you have bumps in the road and you have challenges. But sometimes you have long periods of uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. You're probably transitioning. Amen. All right. Come on. 
Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. It's not ask. It's not, it's not wise to ask. Man, why, why is it? It was better before. <laughs> you know how life used to be. It used to be so much better. Now, I, I still bump into people who still work at my old plant. And they go, oh, man, it was so great back then. Why are you still worrying about how it was back then? It's Amen. never going back to that. Amen. And it's not supposed to. And let me tell you something why you shouldn't say this. Because you won't embrace what's next. Amen. So it, it, it's kind of like if you come up and you're holding this box with nothing in it, just a cardboard box, and then I come up and I got a gift and it's all wrapped and it's nice. And I don't want know how we spend so much time wrapping stuff on Christmas and all that, <laughs> and then everybody just rips it off. It just don't make sense to me. I just give people stuff in the bag. <laughs> you're gonna tear it up okay i'm sorry they don't like that auntie that's bougie <laughs> and it's like man and it's it's like you won't take the gift i have for you unless you let go of the empty box amen this you have to you have to let it go you gotta you gotta stop worrying about yesterday you can't be saying yesterday was better yesterday was just comfortable you knew what it was you're just afraid of what's next amen it's not wise to say that. I like our old house. I love my old job. I like my old church. <laughs> because you won't embrace. Amen. You got too much stuff in your hands now. You won't receive the what's nextness. Yes, Lord. That's not a word, but you know what I meant. <laughs> so we have, to, we have to say, man, I can't worry about what was. I can't. Worry about how comfortable I was a year ago. A year ago, man, my life was so, my family's life was just so running like a machine. And then all of a sudden, blam, something happened, and now half my family's gone. Yep. And now we got to all adjust. Yep. All right, all right. So I can't say, man, last year was better. Well, I won't embrace what's next. It's mm -hmm. a good word. Amen, Amen, somebody. Let's go to the next one, Maria. Where are we going? Jeremiah, I think. Jeremiah 29, 8. Let's go. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. It says, listen, somebody, here it is. They're, they're, they're captured in Babylon. They're captured in Babylonia. And God is saying, some of you people, you're going to fortune tellers and palm readers and astrologers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you're going, you're going to ask them what your future is because everybody wants to know their future. I don't want to know when I'm going to die. Amen. You want to know when you're going to die? Okay. I just want to abruptly die. Just bloom. <laughs> I don't want to know. Amen. It'll cause a lot of bad decisions for me. I'm going to die anyway. Thursday. You know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to know I'm going to die. I, I, you know, but it's like. We always want to know the future. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know the future. I don't know what my life looks like a year from now. I really don't. But one thing I do know is the Lord is the same today as he was yesterday. And God never changes, the Bible Amen. says. Amen. So no matter what happens, I know that's one constant. Mm -hmm. That God is who he says he is. Jesus is who he says he is. The Holy Spirit is who he is. And therefore, that brings me my security. That's it. Because I don't know what's over the hill. Yep. So here it is. He's going, man, 
Some of you are going to try to find your, 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 get these people to tell you your future. Don't be going to palm readers. Don't be going to astrologists. Everybody say amen now. Amen. Now, you know it's rare I tell you don't. I'm right. telling you don't. Stuff didn't come from God. Amen. All right? And then, it, and then it, he goes, and then, hey, some of these prophets out here who speak in my name, they're not telling you the truth either. I haven't said nothing to them. See, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of got people with voices, God's not necessarily talking to them. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're great speakers, they're great marketers, and they're marketing themselves, and they're preparing. Uh, hallelujah, yep, somebody. Amen. And they've built these kingdoms now, and they've built this following. I saw that during the election. Mm-hmm. During the election, you had so many people going, the Lord is telling me this, and the Lord is saying this. It didn't happen. So you're going to go back and apologize now? Some of your greatest heroes that you listen to and watch, some of them are not good. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. All right. Now, this is someone coming from big church. I know we got a little church here. I know how the big church factories run. Everybody say amen. Come on now. So I'm just being truthful. I know it gets me in trouble. Next verse. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. I haven't told them nothing, but they're on the phone. And you're going, well, the prophet told the, the pastor told me this. And I'm like, wow, the pastor told you that? Okay, I'm not going to go against the pastor. Go ahead and believe it. Go ahead. Next verse. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. I'm going to deliver you in 70 years. That's, Lord, we need it a little quicker than that, but okay. <laughs> come on. Um, we're switching. Unless you want me to keep going. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and See, a future. See, because God says, listen, I am the only one. I know the plans I have for you. I'm planning to prosper you. I'm not planning to hurt you. I know it's scary right now because you don't know what next is. You don't know what tomorrow looks like. You don't know what, what you know, your future really is. You don't know. See, I know you had to do transitioning and you don't understand what's next. He's saying, but, man, you got to realize something because I'm the same today as I was yesterday and because the Bible says that God never changes. I, I got this plan. I, I, I know the plan. See, God says I have a plan for all of you. But the problem is, because you get in the way, I had to keep erasing stuff. You draw on the picture. Your, your life is like a portrait, and then God has it. He has this portrait that he wants your life to look like. It's got some ebbs and flows in it. But what problem is, we, we draw little stick people in there. I want this. We draw this in there. And God says, oh, I don't want that in there. And he's got to erase it out. Amen. No, you, you see, we add stuff to the plan. And then we, we go, no, God, I want to do this. I want to go there. And he goes, no, they, oh, why'd you draw that there? I don't want that in there. You got to erase it out. It wastes time. It slows your plan down because you got to correct it. All of us have done that. I've, I've done that. I've wrote stuff into my portrait, and God had to fix it. I spilt milk, and he had to mop it up. That's just how God is. Right? So it's like, I know the plan to prosper you. I'm not going to allow you to be hurt. And I got plans for your future, even though you don't know what your future is right now. You don't even know where you're going to live. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know where you're going to work. You don't know where you're going to, you don't know. It's called an abrupt transition, maybe. And so now we're worried. Everybody say amen. Is this helping? Okay, because just making sure. Next verse. 
Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to he you. He says, now, when life is, starts to begin hard and you don't know when you're trying to figure it out, he says, then you will call upon me. And you know what? When you call upon me and pray to me, I'm going to listen. He's saying when transition comes in your life, the abrupt one or the unexpected one, what is, what's the thing you do? You start to tackle it logically. You start to do what? You start to add up how much money. You start to add up the, the, real, the, the, the pros and the cons. You begin to look at it intellectually, and that's not wrong. Everybody say amen to that. So God expects that. So he goes, after you do all that, then you will call upon me. Then you will pray to me, because you're going to do that. You're going to try to figure this out with your intellect, because that's how mankind is. You get an opportunity, you don't know if you should take it or not. What do you do? You begin to intellectually find out should you take it. I know I'm right. I don't care if you're amen or not. Amen. When, when, when something occurs, when, 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 when my brother went down, it was like we intellectually tried to figure out what's the best hospital, what's the best situation, what's the best doctor they got on the West Coast. You do all that. And after you do that, then you will call upon, hallelujah, somebody. Mm -hmm. You will pray to me, and I'm going to listen after you intellectually try to figure all this out. Then you will say, hey, wait a minute, there's one aspect I have to always check. The Father. What are you saying in all this? See, because mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure it out, and I've hit this speed bump, because I, I, I'm, I'm hit this wall, so to speak. I, I've, I've drained all my intellectual thoughts, so now, God, now we turn to God. The beauty of God is he understands it. He says, after you do all that, then you will call on me. God is so understanding. I'm glad he is, or I'd probably be a dead man. Hmm. Don't judge me. You would be, too. Come on, let's move on. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. He says, listen, when you seek, you will seek me, and you're going to find me, but here's the kicker. You got to seek me with everything you have because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I do. You don't know where you're going to live. You don't know where you're going to work. You don't know your situation. You don't know. You don't know. But the kicker is, I know. So if you seek me with all your heart, instead of just sitting back worrying and sitting back trying to just intellectually figure it out what you should do, then, you know, I will be there. You will find me. When transition happens, you need to find God. Amen. Now, he's not lost. You're lost. <laughs> but you need to find him. Amen. God's in the same place. You're the one in the woods trying to work your way through it. So what do you do? Just follow the light. Amen. I always look at it like that, man. If, 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 I'm, if I'm in the woods and it's really dark and I don't know my way out, and it's just, it's just one light in darkness, I'm going to just walk towards that. Mm -hmm. Just follow the light. Just amen. The light. But you won't follow the light if you're emotionally distraught. Everybody say amen. Amen. If your attitude is bad, mm -hmm. you, you won't find it. So he's saying, listen, you'll find me if you seek me. Everybody say amen to that one. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next one. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses. Okay, here's Isaiah. I, God is talking to his people. He says, listen, I'm, he's making the path. 
for this people, even through rough waters, the Lord says. Everybody see that? Amen. I, I'm going he says, listen, chariots and horses and armies reinforced together, and, and they, they tried to get us, they tried to get you, and I just snuffed them out. I, I just, just, he's talking to the children of Israel here. Amen. All right? So he reminds them of their past. He reminds them that you have went, you ran into a major wall when you were standing at the Red Sea and the army was coming to get you. And didn't I get you out? Mm -hmm. See, the beauty of God is he always reminds you of what happened two years ago. When you, you faced another situation, another transition came your way, and you don't, you, you kind of forget that he got you out of that one, and you didn't know how you was going to get out of that either. So what's kept me through all of the stuff that I've been through is my 2018. When that was the worst for me and God got me out. Amen. I'm actually better for it, actually. And it's like, man, so God has to remind us. Everybody say amen. And I love what he says. You don't even have to worry about that anymore. I've extinguished it. It's gone. Mm -hmm. We're on to the next one. That's why he don't want you dwelling in the past. Everybody say amen. Amen. On next verse. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. He keeps reminding us because when you, you can't change. You, you won't embrace what's next. You, you won't tackle the, 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 the toughness that's getting ready to come your way. If you can constantly just worry about yesterday, man. Mm -hmm. And especially you can't worry about your failures in the past. Oh, you tried that before. It didn't work. That was before. Amen. All that matters is where you are now, where you're going. So we, 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 he's, he's constantly reminding us, don't dwell on the past. You got to forget about, the, even forget your victories and your failures. If I look at my victories in the past, I wouldn't come here every Sunday. Amen. Because I've done a lot. I've been a lot of places. I mean, I've preached uh, overseas and, man, I, 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 I built ministries and I, I've done a lot. And, but why would I, if I dwelled on that, I would be disappointed what I'm doing now. I'm not disappointed. In fact, I'm actually okay. I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I want to do that stuff no more. Mm. So forget the past. Come on. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. See, do you not God perceive is, it? God is the same as he was before, Maria, but here's the key. I'm doing something new. Amen. He's the same, but he's always doing new stuff. So if you don't embrace it, you will never become what he wants you to become. Everybody say amen. Amen. Because you'll be so stuck in the past, so afraid of your future, that God is saying, listen, I don't want that anymore. I'm doing something new in your life now. No, mm -hmm. I like this. I want to hold on to this. No. Mm -hmm. Would you please drop that loser boyfriend so I can give you a real guy? Amen. Would you please get rid of that skanky chick you date now? I thought I was free here. I can't even be myself here. You guys get quiet. <laughs> you know how I am. Stop it. Amen. Can I get rid of that skank you had so I can give you a real woman? Come on now. Amen. Or you Amen. won't embrace it. You got you to gotta embrace what's next. He's saying, listen, I'm doing something new in your life. And you don't realize it because the pain of getting to it is going to hurt you a little bit. And, and it's really just because of the unknown and you're afraid. But I'm telling you, once you get over there, because you remember I said I know the plans for you now. Plans to not do you harm. See, see how it all works together? Mm -hmm. And then God is saying, no, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. I'm doing something new, though. This stuff doesn't work no more. The way I used to pray, 
I don't pray like that anymore. The way I used to teach, I don't teach like that anymore. You evolve constantly. You transition into, you, you, that's, like, that's like Julian, I'm like, dude, tie your shoe up. Dad, tie my shoe. I'm not tying your shoe. You do it. Transition, you're going from a little kid to a young boy now. Mm-hmm. So now let's transition and do, you don't need my help to take no shower. I don't want to stand there and look at all that. <laughs> Everybody say transition. Transition. Come on, next verse. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness. Just listen, I'm making a way in the wilderness. Wilderness hasn't been explored yet. Mm-hmm. It hasn't, pathways aren't made yet. So what he's saying is, you're, you're getting ready to do something different. Life is beginning, life is, life is adjusted now, and there's no path. I'm going to make the way. Hallelujah. Sir. Hallelujah. You're sitting there staring at this wilderness you're getting ready to walk into. There's no lights there. You don't know if there's wild beasts in there. And God is saying, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to clear the way, even though you're looking at this wilderness called life, and I don't know what's next in life. And God has said, I'm going to take care of it. And I love what he says. He says, the animals, they're going to benefit because I'm going to provide for you, and they're going to benefit from it. Amen. What that says to me is, when you do transition, the people that you love and are around you, they're going to benefit from your transition. Mm-hmm. Amen. They're going to get just as good as reward as you got. When, when, you, when you're not afraid to switch to what's next, your children will do better. Your family will do better. Everybody around you is going to do better. He's saying the animals are going to thank me because I'm providing water for the people, and they're going to, be, they're going to benefit from it. Amen. God is saying, not only am I going to bless you, you think I'm not going to take care of the people around you? Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. And streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. He says, man, I have formed you for myself that you may proclaim and you, and you, will, you will proclaim that I'm God and then you will praise me. God is saying, listen, this is what he's saying. The minute you start proclaiming me and you mean that in your heart, now I have to back you up. I remember when I, 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 remember when I gave my two weeks and I said, man, I got to go. And everybody was like, that's crazy. I don't see how you would leave that kind of money mm -hmm. for what you do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, I got to go. I got to try, try something. I gotta, and I was telling them I got to try it, you know, because they, they wouldn't have understood. I wasn't going to waste my time. <laughs> so I remember the, the president of the company he was in from California. He called me and I went up to his office and he was thanking me for the work that I did and all that. But then he was asking me, what was I getting ready to do? And I told him, hmm. I'm like, man, I don't know. God is calling me, man. I don't want to do it. I don't even know how it's going to work. I don't have a building. I don't have nothing. Um, but, but I know I'm, I got to try this. So I'm not going to sleep. I'm just not going to sleep. And, 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 and so he was like, man, anything I can do to help you, I will. And he definitely helped me out at the beginning. And he says something. He says, you know what? I realized something. When you get done, God will get glory. Amen. Yeah, because here it is. 
you, 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 you don't know what's next, but you know when what's next gets figured out. And, that, and along the way, as you're transitioning, you're, you're making these steps, and you can see light at the tunnel, and it's not a train. <laughs> you're going to say, Lord, I thank you. And not only that, I can stand here and tell you how to transition, because I've had to do it so much. Speaking in a, uh, being one of the pastors of a large church in Detroit, then, you know, being a, a pastor of, of over, over at least seven college campuses, and then doing all that crap, and then coming back and saying, I need to leave all this to save my life, and I, okay, I'm going to pack everything up, I'm going to move to North Carolina, I'm going to move down there with nothing, nothing. And then came back, you know, with nothing, with nothing. See, I can tell you how transitions work, and the reason why I'm not struggling now because half my family's in California is because I, I, I glance at my past. I'm not worried about what's next. In fact, in fact I'm going to embrace it. Because I know that when, every, when it wraps up, God will get glory. So what am I telling you? Stop being so scared of life-changing. It's go, one, it's going to change whether you agree or not. That's the first piece. The second piece is, it's like, at least if you know kind of what you're dealing with, it kind of helps you. This is a planned transition. This is an unexpected transition. So at least if you know, it kind of helps you, but keep your thoughts clear. Keep fear and worry away as much as you can. I know it's a natural response, but you got to keep it off you. I'm not saying you don't do it, you just won't do it. No, you're going to do it because you're going to logically try to figure it out. And that's okay, and you should. But after you logically figure it out, then you seek God. Everybody say amen. I would rather you seek God first, though. But what I love about God is he understands how we are, so he knows you're going to logically do it. Then he goes, but when you seek me, I'll be there after I sit there like this and watch you plan it. I can see God in heaven because we got personality. You know who we got it from? We got it from God. He made man his own image and his likeness. And I can see us doing stuff and God doing this. And I can see him looking over at Jesus and Jesus going. And I can see the Holy Spirit going, I'm stuck down here with him. That's why the Bible says he's the only one that grieves. Because I'm down here with you being stupid. I'm down here with you when you cry because you're scared of what's next. I'm down here with you because you're nervous because you don't know what tomorrow looks like. See, he's down here with us. Jesus is going, man, I know. And God is going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. God is even going, oh, my God. <laughs> What I love, what I love, is that I realize something. I want you to realize that I'm done. In the midst of all your planning, in the midst of all your, your uh, what's nextness, and you're trying to figure things out and you're putting things together, God ultimately knows your plan. And then here's the thing. It's your job just to figure how to transition. I'm going to tell you the truth, and she's going to be mad. 
when Courtney first came to me, I made her cry every day. Every day. Just made her cry. Mean. And I was like, my dad's so mean. But what I was trying to do was get her to transition. I was trying to get her to see something. I'm like, Courtney, you're very intelligent. You're so smart, so crafty. You You can fit in anywhere, anywhere. And you don't care. You don't care. You're like me. You don't care. You don't care because you're short. And it's like, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, what I was trying to get her to see is, here's the deal. You weren't putting in effort. Now you're going to learn what it is to put in effort. And I watched Courtney's life change in one year. Transition from this little girl to a woman. Oh, I'm sorry. She's. You, you, look, if you're coming to me, you're going to be a woman. And I'm going to let you be one, even though I'm your dad. I'm not going to lord over you, tell you what to do. I'm only here for backup. Amen. You are going to transition, everybody say amen, into a woman. Stop being a girl. But I had to get you to see you need to do it. So, yeah, I'm mean, but I wasn't being mean. I was trying to help you. Now I don't tell her anything. Let go of what was. To embrace what is. Don't never say it's better. It was better before. Amen. It's not wise to say that. And above all, don't be afraid. Remember when I'm done. Remember when the, when when, when uh, Joshua they sent the spies into the land, and then they came back. And they said, "Man, there's giants over there. We'll never be able to beat them. We'll never take them." And then two of the spies were like, "We can take them." God says, "We can take them." I'm not afraid of what's next. And he says, "And then you got to remember." God told us before we went, be strong, be of good courage. Be strong. Why? Because you're going to look at stuff that's going to be scary. But be strong and have courage. Everybody say amen. Because what's next is going to be challenging, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be, you're going to be better off. Come on, huh? Learning how to transition. So I'm going to be honest. I don't know what's next. I'm going to embrace it. I was up at the radio station last week. We're trying to figure out what's next. We don't know what's next, really. We got plans, but you got to embrace it. I got people around me. Life has changed for some reason, and now they got to figure stuff out. Okay, God's got a plan. We're going to embrace it. We'll figure it out. Logically and spiritually, you got to do both. Everybody say amen to that. But with this comfort and this relaxation of this fact, I know God is who he says he is. And I know he didn't, he's not reacting to what's just happened to me. He's already knew what's going to happen. He's already past that. So therefore, if I know all that, then this transition is only for my good. So now allow me, God, to be everything that I need to be. Take me to where you need me to go. Expand my life. Expand my thought. Expand my knowledge of you so I can become what you called me to become. And then you will get glory. That's an actual prayer. For what happens to my life on the other side, and I will give testimony 
of how great you are. And how, I would get testimony of how comforting you are, how much provision you really do have. When nothing, when all else fails, when I can't see my way out the woods, as I just followed that light, that light, then you have some kind of way, you got me here, and you'll take me the rest of the way. I know you will. He, you're very capable of completing what you started. So learn how to transition well. Everybody say amen to that. Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you and praise you for just the time that we have. Pray in Jesus' name that, that people will uh, rest in you. Yeah, Lord, everybody here has faith, but I wonder how many of them have trust. Faith and trust is two different things, God, and I know you want to teach us trust. Everybody here has faith that they wouldn't even be here. But trust, who? Everybody, all your believers don't have trust. Faith is the proof that you, you believe that you are who you say you are. They believe you. They, everybody has a measure of faith, the Bible says. But trust is, is something that's developed over time. Trust is something that's developed through trial and error. Trust is something that develops in hard times. Trust is stuff that develops when stuff ain't going right. Trust is stuff that develops when you don't know what's happening next. Trust it comes when you can't see over the hill. You don't know what tomorrow's going to be. That's when trust kicks in. So I'm praying for the trust that these people have in you. And, Lord, I'm praying that you bless them. And if you do that, I'll continue to cry out, continue to yell for you, continue to speak your word, continue to do everything I can to help. So, Lord, I pray for these people today. I pray, one, that you... Give them these, these glimmer of lights as they walk through the dark places. Two, Lord, you help reveal the plan to them, the plan that they have, you have for their lives. Three, Lord, that they attack it with, with a, a confidence and an understanding that you are with them. And then glory will be yours in Jesus' name. Amen, somebody. Come on, let's take.